0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury Inside the Heart of a Champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. And happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on into another edition of Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you for the next hour. We'll dive all over the world of mixed martial arts and boxing. Uh, Stephen Tommy Guns will be out this week. Hopefully we'll be back next week uh, to recap UFC uh, 210 with Daniel Cormier, Anthony Rumble Johnson. We'll get into that car a little bit today. I uh, wanted to start off recapping what went down Friday night. You had Bellator's. Uh, Bellator 180. You had again, or not 180, uh, just 175. Excuse me, with Rampage versus King Mo, and these guys don't like each other. Had a very controversial first fight with each other, where um, l- you know many people thought that King Mo got two out of the first three rounds, and this one was going to be a little bit different because you had Rampage. Uh, it was a heavyweight fight. He claimed he didn't know what the hell. Wait, it was that? Was it a catchweight fight? Was it a heavyweight fight? So you knew that Rampage was going to come in big, and he did come in big. It was, it was, and it was quite apparent in the in the fight, watching it, just how much more massive he was than King Mo. But King Mo put in that work. He was, uh, he fought, he fought a real grinded out type of fight, uh, putting Rampage against the cage. Getting into some exchanges, nothing that really, really hurt Rampage too much. Second round went to uh, Rampage, and all the judges' mind, really, I think everybody's mind, because he really got in that 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 first taste of of power on King Mo. Um, and from that point on, King Mo fought it real, real cautious, grinded out that win in the in the third round. So he gets his victory. The follow up of that is that he is going to now face. Ryan Bader at the prelims of the Bellator NYC card, which is going to take place in June. Uh, so you get a a big spot there for King Mo, as he is, you know, kind of Bellator's gatekeeper. He is welcoming Ryan Bader into the fold. He joins the Bellator this week. Bellator kind of Bellator had a, a a very newsworthy week. You know, we we talked last week about the idea of them putting on a pay per view. How is that going to do? Are people going to fork over money to watch Bellator? Because, you know, just my, my biggest concern with Bellator, I think that Scott Coker and them, they do a fantastic job of getting people hyped up for these legend fights, if you will, um, or, the, or these, these big-time headline-grabbing fights. People get geeked up for them. They do the press conference very well. But they rarely deliver good action. I mean, they they stink. Tito and Chael stunk. Shamrock and Kimbo stunk. Hoist and Shamrock stunk. So you're just hoping that, all right. And then and then you didn't get v versus Mitrion because of of kidney stones. Like you you're not getting delivery on a lot of these things. So that's when they're for free. And now you're asking the public to have faith that. Yeah, it's gonna deliver, and you're gonna want to see Chael versus Vandalay. And I love Chael. I love I love hearing him on the mic. I love uh, I love you know his whole his whole gimmick. But he's not the most exciting fighter to watch in the world. And you know, puts forth the the thing that happened with Tito. It's like, all right, I'm gonna watch Chael, who was out of the game for three for three years, and Vandalay, He's been out of the game for three and a half years, and I know they got a. They got a rivalry. What really should have happened, I thought what a miss was for Bellator, was you had to have Vanderlei there for the first press conference. I think for people to get really hyped up about this, you know, Chael walks around and he says, oh, you know, the the next time I see Vanderlei, so I'm going to fight Vanderlei. That has to happen. I think for people to actually get excited about seeing these. These guys have to have almost a John Jones, Daniel Cormier type of sprawl, if you will, to, to get people. You need to have that Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz winging water bottles and Monster energy energy drinks at each other uh to get people excited for this. So maybe that's going to happen fight week, but I think with Bellator really wanted to get people hyped up for this. You know to have your main event there and have half of it missing and he's on delay and he's breathing heavy on the on the satellite and you know he's he's just saying suck my bleep to, to jail. That's, that's the, that's the that's his comeback. Just like, ah, I don't, I don't know what that did for Bellator this past week. Um, but Hey, they certainly grabbed a lot of headlines. I don't know how much that had to do with the fact that UFC is just in a quiet place right now. UFC really hasn't had, you talk about I mean they had the London card but you know those are always at an odd time so they really haven't had a fight card in what, 3 weeks in in prime uh normal MMA time for people um so yeah Bellator's Bellator's been filling that void a little bit of the the lack of content from UFC they've taken advantage of it they put King Mo and Rampage uh it was a really fun card it was entertaining card uh you know you had, uh, Steve Cazola, that you opened up the night Thunder Beast, I love that nickname with uh, just a devastating knockout in about 15 seconds. Um, you know, good heavyweight matchup. Sergey Kartinov, uh, knock out. Chase Gormley with a, with a monster uppercut double right hand right across the face, then goes under the chin, puts him out night, night. And you know, a huge bounce back for him because his debut was disastrous. He got cleaned up. So he bounces back nicely Um, So they had, they had a nice card. I thought Bellator put on some really good action and and they have been like, you know, Bellator has been giving you when it's the in-between. I mean, they have some really, really good fights. It's just a question of the main event, the thing that's supposed to draw all the eyeballs in there. When are they actually going to deliver with the old guys? Because, that's, that's kind of to draw everybody in. And I don't even know if that's the point of having those guys there. I don't know if their point is to even have good fights or if it's just to have uh, people brought in and, and just tune in their televisions. But you'd like it to happen once. you you just like it to happen once where it's like, eh, yeah, these guys put on a good show. Um, and, you know, you know, Rampage, you definitely put them in that legend category. Uh, but King Mo still got plenty of years left but even that was, it was, it was, it was a little gimmicky. It was, it was great. It was a nice grudge match. Um, so that, that delivered, but I don't, I don't think anybody looks at King Mo and says, yeah, that guy's well past his prime. And you know, even rampage rampage has been on a nice win streak. So it's, it's not one of these cases of you're, you're, you're dragging out, you know, Frank Shamrock, who's fighting at whatever weight class against Kimbo slice. Who's, 245 pounds like it's not that and it's not you know Hoyce gracie who's not even got his wrist tape up like it's it, it's different it, that, that i don't put what happened on friday night in that same class as a chale versus tito or a chale versus vandalay or or any of those shamrock fights so even still they've they've been they've done a good job of, of having themselves in the news cycle they've signed a lot of free agents Uh, getting a Ryan Bader or Lorenz Larkin. I think what it does for them, I don't know how much it does for them uh, drawing a lot more eyeballs, but I do think it does give your promotion credibility. You know these guys have been good fighters in the UFC. You know that they have been contenders or close to contenders. So if it does anything, if it doesn't, if getting these... Bader's or Lorenz Larkin's if it doesn't boost your ratings, and I'm sure they'll get a little kick from it, uh, but having guys like that, having a Ben Henderson it, it it lends credibility to your promotion because a lot of your other guys aren't known, and it can give them an opportunity to show, yeah, these guys were with the quote-unquote best in the UFC and now they're here and I and, and we can hang with them, and I just think that for your young guys and the guys you're trying to build up it's gonna it's gonna end up having good results that way where they can have credible wins and have guys who who you know have credentials. So it's good in that regard. Bellator is thickening up the roster. It it's getting better depth. It's getting guys who you'll know. It's getting guys who you're not you're not just throwing people you never you, you, you've never heard of. And so having those kind of matchups I think will be beneficial for the promotion down the line. Now, this idea of are, are they going to keep doing the pay-per-views? How many guys do they have out there? You know, I, that's that remains to be seen. We'll see, I guess, what this first one's going to be. They say this is going to be, you know, they'll, they'll do this multiple times a year. This is not going to be a one-and-done type of deal. This is going to be the start of something. We'll see. I still think that Chael and Vandele, for people to really get into that, I do think those guys need a bit of a physical altercation in some way before this fight actually happens. Whether it's a shove, whether it's a, a a hold me back bro moment, I don't know. But I just think that that rivalry is a little bit too separated for it to to hold up on a on a main pay-per-view. I think it'll do great for Livegate I think ton of people will, I think they'll sell out MSG no problem because Fedor is going to be there Russian community in in New York you know Chael does still have name value Vandalay still has name value so those things will I think help sell out the building it's just a case of are people going to fork over $50 to have it on their television I'm not so sure about that UFC 210 is coming up next week we'll give a little bit of a uh, fight card preview coming up next It's Fighters Fury on AM 790, The Ticket. Welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Tobin here with you. So you got UFC 210 coming up this weekend. UFC back in action. Pay-per-view from Buffalo, New York. Because New York, God knows, they're not getting enough cards. And they've done tremendous with their commission since getting it. I got to tell you, man. You know, the New York thing is cute. Like, I saw they're doing another one. They're doing the the Nassau Coliseum. Like, Christ, could could you throw us one down here? I don't mean to be the guy who's like Miami versus New York. And, you know, New York, they always get that. But, like, what what deal was cut with uh, the UFC and New York when they finally got legalized? Because they're going to, like, every arena in the state, the Nassau Coliseum, with its leaky roof and its rats. And it's... they they kicked our hockey team out because that place is so terrible. Nah, we gotta have a UFC card there. Definitely. Definitely. It's like, man, can't can't get any monster cards down here with MMA. It's crazy to me. All, all all the fighters that train down here, no cards. It's wild. Nassau Coliseum, yeah, throw it on up. But hey, if you got if you got a boo-boo on your toe, probably not gonna clear you to fight. And our refs are questionable and they don't know when to take away points. And our judges they're just learning this thing out too but let's put them in every corner of the state because we're finally the finally legal there and what a break new york gets all the time but anyway they're doing this rematch daniel cormier versus rumble johnson uh the ufc has the the first fight up on their youtube page so i was watching watch a little bit back uh during the show during the break and you know everybody's going to look at this fight it's rumble's got that that monster right hand that window everybody's going to be looking at as can he touch dc early on in this fight because daniel cormier ragdolled him for the entire sequence of this fight other than a a a clipping right hand which put dc down you know dc was uh he didn't get, he didn't get DC flush. He, he got him. And that speaks to rumble's power is that he could do that today to Cormier without really getting him flush. Um, but he got him, he put him down on the canvas. DC got up and, you know, then really just went to work and put in the kind of, the, just the kind of matchup that's, that's kryptonite to rumble. Everybody looks at rumble and they, and they question his cardio and, and can he go in a fight? And since that fight, you know he's had about two rounds of of ring time man he's he's he, uh 2 minutes of ring time he has been just flooring people knocking out jimmy manalo knocking out ryan bader knocking out glover Terry. you can't look more dominant than rumble johnson has looked and i think ultimately they want rumble johnson in a title spot i think he's just you know he he's got this 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 great uh aura around him to have as a champion and for whatever reason uh dc hasn't caught on um because people don't buy him as the champ you know everybody saw what happened with him against john uh john jones and because of all the things that have gone with john he just he can't really escape it and i don't really know if dc ends up winning this fight you think him and jones Go and they end up fighting, maybe in July, because that 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 July Fourth card is kind of up in the air. John's suspension should be up, so maybe they fight then and they and they finally get this saga over with. They've been through everything between DC getting hurt, between John popping for uh, uh, popping for uh, Clomidine, but between you know his his legal issues. So you want to see. That rematch just to kind of close the book on it, even though the first fight wasn't that close. You know, DC has the belt back and they need to do, they just need to close that chapter. Now, if Rumble ends up winning and he's going to fight John Jones, you know, that in itself kind of closes it a little bit. DC can, I think, focus on other things. I wonder with DC too, you know, it's a question, you know, he's looked great against everybody who's not named John Jones. But the fans haven't really grabbed onto him because of that shadow that that looms over him. And he had a close fight with Gustafsson. His fight against Anderson Silva sucked um, because he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna risk. He was there to to get a monster payday for being at UFC 200, and he wasn't gonna risk getting head kicked by one of the greatest fighters of all time, even if he just completely outweighed him, and it wasn't physically going to be that equal um but from Cormier's standpoint I do wonder whatever happens with this after this year with the John Jones thing you know everybody is talking about jumping divisions and everybody now never now everybody doesn't just want to be a two-division champion everyone wants to be a three-division champion you know Connor did the two-division thing and it was so common you know now you got Cody Garbrandt saying I want to be the first three-division champion and he got all this uh drama with uh with with uh with g s p this week and him not fighting and we'll get into a little bit but he he wa- his master play he wants to be three division champion you know it's not it's not it's not awesome enough to be a two division champion it's not hard enough to be a two division champion you gotta be gotta be three division champion you gotta do something that connor has not done and you know the funny thing is i don't i don't even think that being the two division champion is close to what is going to make you more special, or uh, I guess more fan friendly in the in the in the fans' eyes is an awesome thing for Connor to have on his resume. Um, but that's not what makes or breaks him. So this idea that everybody has these uh, these grand illusions of chasing three belts—it's it's crazy. But I do wonder with DC. Um, you know, Cain Velasquez. One of the things that's really kept DC out of the heavyweight division is that was Cain's division. Kane's his good friend. Kane's his training partner, and, th- and that kept him out for a long time. He's like, "All right, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to light heavyweight. Try it there." When he when he came home from Strike Force. and that's really when Cain was on top of the world. But Cain has had major health issues. He can't stay healthy. I don't really know how much the UFC can trust to put him in title fights. I guess you always do because that division's older and it's kind of thin. But let's say Rumble Johnson does get that sweet shot on DC this weekend and he ends up losing his belt. What if he decides, yeah, why don't I just make the move to heavyweight? I go and I finally go where I I could have been if my friend wasn't there. You know, I don't have to to make this nasty weight cut. I'm still ragged. I'm, I'm ragdolling pretty much everybody out here. But I think if he goes to heavyweight and he ends up winning a title there, I think he'll get somewhat of the vindication that he's not going to get in this division unless he beats John Jones. So he's really got, he's got, I think, in his mind, two things to get acceptance from the fans i don't know what it is with him because he's 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 a sweetheart and he's super nice but people just don't buy him and so with him if he were to go to another division and win about there or wreck shop up there and just look fantastic i think that could certainly do something for his uh for his legacy and then of course the other thing is just beating john but you know who knows if, if those guys will cross paths Let's say that DC does win this. Because I think he is going to win. Um, he was very, very dominant in that first fight. I think he's, got, he's just got, he's got the game plan already set up. The fight wasn't that close. And yeah, Rumble Johnson is as destructive as it gets. But this guy's a bit of a, a matchup nightmare for him. And so it, if the same thing goes down, and DC is pretty much cleaned out everybody. Yeah, it, it, the end of the road kind of is with John Jones. And so if he ends up losing his belt to him, I, I think he just move on to another division. I think that's that's kind of the move for him. Now, hey, maybe he has a new game plan and John's looked a little bit rusty and and he hasn't looked quite the same and he's not very active. And, you know, maybe DC looks fantastic. We've seen that you know, other than Dominic Cruz, you take those those long layoffs and you, you're just not quite the same. You're not quite the same. So I think he's going to end up winning this fight. I think he'll end up getting his fight with John Jones. Um, but then what, I, what, what happens from that is a bit of a mystery to me and I don't think that the idea of him going to heavyweight should be that crazy anymore because of all the questions that surround Cain Velasquez and um, I know those guys have a loyalty to each other but I I do think that because Kane's got so many question marks around him I, I don't think if you're if you are Kane Velasquez that you would make DC uh, be held back by this anymore. So that's just that that's that's like the interesting thing for me going into this one is uh you know DC is always searching I think for that that uh that 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 love for the fans or just that acceptance from the fans as being the real champ and I don't I don't know if he ever can get that without beating John Jones or having a hell of a fight with John Jones we'll see um because the other thing that sucks for Daniel Cormier it's not his fault I mean a lot you know he got he got hurt for one of the matchups but it, a lot of this is just John and the fact that he's bleeped up a lot but also you're talking about being in a weight class with maybe the greatest mixed martial artist of all time John Bones Jones is the baddest man on the planet, and there should be no shame in Daniel Cormier being second to him, being just under that guy. Because I'm telling you, being second to John Jones is about the best honor you could have to being second to anybody in the sport. He's he he doesn't lose. The guy doesn't lose. John Jones. He's fantastic and he's got a body type and he's got unique skills that nobody seems to be able to figure out. So it sucks that Daniel Cormier is in that position, but I just wonder that this, this whole run at 205, once you do eventually get to the John Jones fight, uh, or if he ends up losing to Rumble Johnson, does the clock kind of run out on this thing and he does something else. And, and, and does he does he try something new? Everybody's trying something new. You know that's that's the new GSB is allegedly going on 185. Conor McGregor's going up divisions. Everybody wants two belts. Why not Daniel Cormier? It seems like it's right there for him. And the only thing that uh, logistically has been holding him out of there: uh, one, he's been the damn champion at 205. Two, uh, the guy he's wanted to fight at 205 can't stay out of trouble. And three, is his friend is a heavyweight and was former heavyweight champion of the world and that's nothing new we've seen guys stay out of divisions because they want to avoid each other they don't want to fight each other uh nothing new there that that's that's been that's been a a thing with ufc fighters for a while is that these 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 camps are very close a lot of these best fighters train with each other and they build relationships and they don't want to fight each other so i just wonder if that's a possibility the other big uh, the other big fight on that card too is uh, chris Wyman is taking on Gegard Musasi, who's been on a bit of a roll uh since uh you know he's a, he's avenged his loss to Uriah Hall. He's about 3 or 4 straight now. And Chris weidman has been you know he's been a bit of a hard luck loser in that you know he's had these moments in his last couple fights where he has just made a colossal error and his opponents made him pay for it. Um but he too is has, has been a guy where 185 is in a bit of a rough spot right now with you don't know what's going to happen. With the title, there's a lot of questions coming out this week with Michael Bisping questioning how much GSP wants to do this fight now. When is it going to happen? And it's weird to me. It's weird to, to to see what's going on with the the GSP middleweight drama because you know these guys came out. They they had this huge announcement on Sports Center. These guys are going to fight. Then in the last pay per view, they have this big press conference. And, You know, Michael Bisping shows up wasted and he's and uh, they have a nice little trash talk dynamic between each other. But it's weird that they have all that, but they don't have about that's agreed to. There's no paperwork that's signed. It's just like, hey, GSP, what do you want to do? I would like to win the 185 championship and then I want to go and I want to win my 170 championship and then I want to fight Conor McGregor. It's like, okay, that's all cool. When are we going to get the first part of that thing out of the way? Because, you know, GSP, he's the guy who says that he's been out for ever, but he's been training. He's been staying in shape. And so the thing that's weird to me is that, okay, he wants to fight Michael Bisping, but he's not ready to fight Michael Bisping? Like, it's not like there's this big weight cut to go through. So is he trying to, to bulk up? And how much, is he, how much time are you going to give him to bulk up to, to get this fight? It, it, it kind of stinks. It stinks. So with Weidman, he gets this win. Who knows what that really does for him. I imagine that if Weidman wins this fight, um, maybe he wants to fight Rockhold again. Um, if he doesn't win this fight, that's another guy where you could say, all right, maybe it's time for Chris Weidman to jump up uh, a weight class or do something different because – you know, he's kind of been to the mountaintop at 185. He beat the greatest of all of all time. Uh, knocked out Anderson Silva. Although I think I've called John Jones the greatest of all time. Everybody's the GOAT in MMA. Um, but he knocked out one of the greatest of all time in Anderson Silva. Don't know if it's going to get much sweeter than that for him at 185. So if he doesn't win this week, uh, does he kind of go into the mold of maybe an Anthony Pettis where he goes and tries a different weight class? Now, with Pettis, they said, oh, go to 145, and that lasted about one fight before he couldn't make weight. I don't think with Weidman and his frame, it's, it's logical for him to go to 170. And there's been actually talks before that, you know, he wanted to do a fight with John Jones. So does Weidman jump up to 205, put a, new, uh, a little bit of life into that division, as, as far as a new contender? Like, you know, that, that's 205 and 185, they're very stacked at the top with the, with their kind of top three, four, but a lot of them are getting to be retreads as well. You know, everybody's kind of fought everybody. Everybody's we've seen those results. So I don't know it with, 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 uh, with Chris, if he gets this win this week, I think maybe the best move is try and get that rematch with Luke Rockhold, who, you know, he's, he doesn't know what to do with 185. He's like calling out Wanderlei Silva. He's like, I'll take a heavyweight fight against Wanderlei Silva because we beefed at force. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? Luke Rockhold's gonna go to gonna go and fight at heavyweight, but yeah, it makes sense. Like 185 is a bit bleeped up right now. It should have been Yoel Romero getting a title shot against Michael Bisping, and you know they announced this GSP thing, and it's got a lot of those guys the division really, really angry. But not only does it have them angry, but the thing that's, I think, probably upsetting people the most is they don't know when that fight's going to be. Even the champ's like, I don't know when this fight's going to be. And so, how long can these guys stay inactive for the sake of a George St. Pierre comeback when there's a lot of places you could go with a George St. Pierre uh, comeback? I don't know. We'll get a couple more notes in from UFC 210. Uh, we'll, uh, and also, uh, a couple other boxing notes coming out as well. And a little link to uh, Mixed Martial Arts and WrestleMania tonight. Next. It's Fighters Fury on AM seven ninety. The ticket. All right, welcome back, Toby. With you on Fighters Fury. You text the show six seven nine seven four on the Coral Springs All text line. A texter writes in: uh, Do you think Rampage should hang it up? Uh it's a tough. It's a tough. It's a tough question on Rampage because you don't really know what his future holds. Because that was his last fight with Bellator. But you got to remember that Rampage had this weird return to Bellator because he left Bellator and was able to fight in UFC. And then a judge says, now you got to go fulfill that contract. But when he originally came back to the UFC after trying to leave Bellator, he left with multiple fights left on his UFC deal. So if Rampage does fight, He's got to fight in the UFC, and I don't really know where you fight him. You know, do you? F- I don't think Rampage is making two hundred five. I think that's crazy talk. Um, so then you're talking about Rampage in heavyweight, and then who do you match him up with? Um, like, do you you want to put him in there to to lift up the names of a Francis Ngannou or a a Derek Lewis or what? It's, it's a it's a tough it's a tough road for rampage because I just don't know who the guys are at heavyweight that you can match them up with and think that they're gonna stand and bang with him and the ones that are it's like man they're 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 young guys who I don't think you i don't know I don't know man it feels like you would be throwing rampage to the wolves a little bit now. If you were to put him in there with a Derek Lewis or a Francisanganu, you probably think those guys are going to stand with him. So maybe Rampage can land a sweet shot and put him out. But do you really want to do that with your young guys for Rampage Jackson when you don't know when his last fight's going to be? So it's tough. Like, I don't want to see Rampage Jackson in there and just get butchered. Like we've seen. We've seen Vitor kind of reach this level where they're throwing him in there with a Kelvin Gastelum. And, you know, he got down and, and the body's, he got the weight down, but the body ain't the same. It's not, it's not like juice to the gills, Vitor. So I don't know. It's, it's not like, I, I like seeing Rampage fight. I love, I love having Rampage around the sport. It's always entertaining. Uh, but this, uh, this idea that he's going to go to the UFC. I just don't know what they do with them when they get there, and and maybe the UFC will end up just releasing them, and he can he can stick in Bellator, you know, if he could stick in Bellator and be on this, uh, you know, back end, you know, fighting fighting older guys, that's probably for the best. Um, but here's the thing: is the UFC is in need of they they are in need of stars like they. They are in need of guys with name value, and he has that. That can't be denied. People still care about watching Rampage Jackson fight. So this idea that he's he's got no value to the UFC, I, I think he's got some. I mean, just you see, you, you put a guy like Rampage Jackson just on a pay-per-view, I think people, it'll add to it. I don't know if he can, head, I certainly don't think he can headline a pay-per-view anymore, but you know, to certainly boost things up and to have Rampage around and have him do interviews that week and you know just fluff up a card a little bit. Yeah, there's something there. I just I don't know what the best matchup is for him. I don't think I don't think Rampage Jackson is into cutting weight anymore. Um, I don't think Rampage Jackson is going to be into um, or maybe even physically able to make 205 anymore. So. You stick him at heavyweight, but hopefully they can find the right matchup for him. You know, don't throw him into the buzzsaw, man. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Rampage Jackson just getting cleaned up. But if it is a stand and bang trade with Rampage Jackson, I'm not saying he's out of it either. You know, he he uh, you know, he touched up King Mo a little bit in that fight. It's just the other elements of that fight. He's just not into it. You can just tell he's just all right. They put in King Mo, who's so much smaller than him. He's got he's got he's got forty pounds on King Mo. We're gonna lean up against the cage, let King Mo do his thing, wait for John McCarthy to break it up, then swing for the fences. That was Rampage's strategy, and it's not it's not the worst strategy in the world if that's all you want to do, but it does leave for having really small windows. I think we'll see a little bit about this week with UFC 210. Um, you know, the difference is. King Moe can't ragdoll Rampage Jackson. Daniel Cormier can ragdoll uh Rumble Johnson. It's just Ken Rumble. If Rumble can get DC flush, the fight will end. I mean, he didn't quite get him flush that last time. He's just extremely strong and he put him down, but he didn't get him get him. So that's that there there still is that chance. I just think his 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 window or his margin for error is pretty small, and it does feel like with Rumble going up against, especially a guy like DC, you you're not you're not really quite sure how long he can go at that pace. So, I like uh, I like DC to to retain his belt. I like Weidman to win over Gegard Mousasi. I feel like he's going to bounce back um, because. You know, having those having those types of losses where it's just been, uh, you know, just small dumb things that have made you unravel. I think he looks. He also looks in fantastic shape in this camp. So I'm going with with Wyman over and Mousasi. I don't know who these women strawweight are. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't fake that. I'm sorry. Uh, Tiago Alves versus Patrick Cote. I'm into that. Uh, I'm always going to pick. Uh, I'm always going to go with Tiago Alves. I don't care. It's just, it's, it's just a thing. Got to. And, uh, and Will Brooks versus Charles Oliveira. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Will Brooks on that one. So that'll be, uh, that'll be my rundown for, for the picks. Uh, we'll have a full recap of it next week and, uh, and hopefully we'll have, uh, some more info. We got, uh, we're about two months out, man. We're two months out from Shannon Briggs versus Fresa Kendo. Uh, I can't get, a can't get myself a good buy uh, MMA match down here, but, Got myself, a hell of a boxing event going down at the Hard Rock Live on June 3rd. I'm excited for that. I don't think tickets are quite on sale yet. Um, I was looking on Ticketmaster and Hard Rock Live, I don't see them up there yet, but I know they're, they're, they're coming soon. And the way they do it the last time, Shannon Father, they do like tables and stuff like that. And I thought it was really cool last time because they had uh, they had like heavyweights sitting at all these tables, and I've heard they're going to do something similar to that. Where like you could be at a table with uh with Holyfield I don't know if he stays there for the whole time, but it's at least like a a meet and greet type of thing where you can uh watch the fight with the real deal that's pretty damn cool um but I don't have much more info on that that's uh, uh as far as when it officially all goes on sale because I don't see it up on any of the websites right now um so that's it man we uh we will uh fully recap UFC 210 next week um and All the news and notes that happened in uh, Mixed Martial Arts and Boxing we'll try and bring to you. And everybody have a great Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?